If you would, turn in your Bibles over to Isaiah 55. While you turn over there, I'm going to um, I'm going to echo what Miss Church Lady, Miss Tara, was saying to us. If you can volunteer to help with Children's Church, if we got, if we had uh, enough people, we wouldn't have to do it. But every now and then, instead of you know every single week. So if the Lord will lay it on your heart. Um, and let's, let's open up our hearts to um, receive from what the Lord has for us. Um, a great ministry is those children. So if, um, if you're willing, if you hear God's call, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Being called of God. Listening. We're going to talk about some of those things. So if you can volunteer to help in that area, that would be a great help. All right. Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to read through the whole chapter, so just stay with me. This is the NIV. Come. I like to pause when I'm reading because I want to think about what the Word is asking of me. And it says here, come. Jesus is, is, is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit of God is speaking through this man. And he's telling the people, come. All you who are thirsty... Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen. He said it twice. Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear. There's listen again. Give ear and come to me. The Holy Spirit of God is speaking through the prophet. Give ear and come to me. Hear me. I'm going to tell you something. He must want us to listen a whole lot here with the references here that he's saying in the scripture to listen to me and to hear. Give ear. Give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. And in Sunday school this morning, I was taking, um, it looked like I was studying a lot. Wesley, I was actually redoing some of this stuff. <laughs> if you hadn't been coming to Sunday school, we've merged, we've joined Joni's old class and Wesley's class together. And um, if you haven't been coming to Sunday school, let's get back in Sunday school, 9 a.m. We're meeting over in the fellowship hall. Great Sunday school class today. I believe all of our Sunday school classes were awesome. Youth, get back to Sunday school. Give ear and come to me, hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. We were talking about this this morning as we were reading this chapter on the way to church this morning. And covenant. God has a covenant that he has made with. Now a covenant is God's part and our part. I believe God upholds his part of the covenant. Now our part of the covenant many times is to listen, to hear, and to obey. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Make my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the people, a leader 
and commander of the people, of the peoples. Surely you will summons nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you, because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek. There we go. There's another word we're going to talk about a little bit here in a few minutes. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Praise God, he's able to be found right now. He's able to be found right now, even though the beach is so popular right now, and I can't wait to go myself. He's able to be found right now, even though those mountains are so beautiful. He's able to be found, even though the world has so much that it that, that is pulling so much uh, it pulls us in so many different directions. Because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His ways. And the evil man His faults. Ways and faults. Let him turn to the Lord and He will have mercy on him. Some of us, all of us, need to turn to the Lord right now because we need the mercies of God. If we'll turn to the Lord, His Word here, His covenant, His part, if we'll turn, our part is to turn to, His part is to have mercy on. We need, to have, we, we need mercy given to us from heaven today. The world needs mercy given to it. I need God's mercy. I need God's grace. We all need that. Now, how am I going to receive that? I have to turn to. If I'm turning to something, I must have turned away from something else. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon for my thoughts, think about this, let this sink in, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Let me read that again. For my thoughts, whose thoughts? God's thoughts. God's speaking through the prophet. For my thoughts, God is saying this through the prophet. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. There's a difference. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. One translation says void. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish, praise God for this, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy, praise the Lord for this. You will go out in joy. Why? Because the word has been has been given from heaven. You will go out in joy and be led in peace. Praise the Lord for joy and peace. The mountains and the hills will burst 
into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. The Lord's part will not be destroyed. And what the Lord sets forth to do, He is going to accomplish it. Here's my prayer. God in heaven, send revival. God in heaven, do your work. God in heaven, do your will right here on earth as it is in heaven. And do your work. Do your will. Do your miracles. Do it through us. Now, if He's going to do His work through us, if God's going to send revival, and there is revival going on around the world, there is a people who are being filled with the Spirit of God, and they're seeing the, 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 the scales have been pulled off of the eyes in places around the world. I want that to be done right here in this place. I want that to be done right here in our country. So God, send revival. Send your miracles from heaven. Do your work, oh God. Do your work, oh God. But do it through us. I'm going to tell you, that's a brave prayer. God, do your work through us. Save people, Father, in our midst. Use me to be the witness, oh God, to lead people to Christ. That's what that prayer means. That means that I have to turn away from something and fix my eyes right on Jesus. And if I've got my mind focused on Jesus, all the things of this world, as great as they are, and as, as, as beautiful as they are, they're not going to hold a candle to Jesus. I want God to use me. I want God to use our church. And if God's going to use me, if he's going to use our church, we've got to turn to Jesus. We've got to focus on Jesus. It is so easy. It is so easy to be turned away from the things of God. We get so busy. We get so... Uh, oh my goodness, busy is the best word I can think of. We get so busy so many times in our lives. It's hard to have a prayer time or a devotion time for five minutes a day. Because while we're praying and as we're thinking, and as we're doing this and as we're doing that, and we're over here and we're over there, we've got all these thoughts that are going through our minds. So many times those things, those thoughts, those places are really the interference of our eyes being focused on Jesus. No, I don't want things to overshadow Jesus. I want Jesus to overshadow the other things in my life. Verse 1 from the Amplified Bible. Everyone who thirsts, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy grain and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Now here's the question. Because the word here says come and buy. It means it wants us to purchase something. But he doesn't want our silver. He doesn't want our gold because that's not going to buy it. It's not going to be bought with the dollars and the cents that we have in our wallets or our pocketbooks or in our drawers that we've got our little stashes in. All the men are going to go hide their stashes now. She's going to be looking in the, in the sock drawer. She won't find mine. I hope not. It ain't much anyway, but I'm already thinking about a new place to hide that stash. 
What are we going to buy this stuff with? He's not looking for our money. He's not looking for our silver and our gold. What about this one? Maybe he wants us to come buy all these good blessings from him with a self-surrendered heart. Maybe he wants and maybe he's looking for the heart inside of the church to be surrendered to his will. And as we bring, as we bring before the presence of God a self-surrendered heart, here, Father, I have something to purchase. I have something to purchase. Oh, I'm not buying my salvation. Salvation is a free gift of God if we'll receive it. But we can come and we can buy. We can buy this milk, this honey, this wine, this bread. But he don't want money. He wants our hearts. He wants our hearts to be focused on him. He wants our minds and the thoughts. He wants the minds and the thoughts. He wants the minds and the thoughts focused on the things that he is doing. Jesus said when he comes back, he asked this question, will I find faith on the earth? He's not just talking about this one little church. He's not just talking about this one little city. He's not talking about this one state or this one country. He says, will I find faith on the earth? Why is it that it's so hard for God to find faith? Because we're so busy doing all of these other good things. I am convinced that what gets churches off track are good things at times that God's not called us to do. We get so busy trying to do certain things that God has not called us to do. But it sure sounds good. What about the vision that God has said for this family? For this family. For this family. I need to be focused on the things God is calling me to do. I can't, I can't be so concerned about the whole church world that I forsake what we're doing here at Trinity Westland. I can't be so concerned or so um, just a war in my mind about how the world's going and how the world's doing so many things that are just seems absurd to me. I've got to take care of my little circle. Because if I'll take care of my family, if I'll take care of my responsibilities, if I'll make my bed up and not worry about the neighbors, or if I'll mow my yard and let the neighbors worry about their yard, does their yard need to be mowed maybe? Mine probably needs it worse than theirs. <laughs> After that rain we got last night, I'll bet the mowers are going to be going next week. We've got to be focused on what God's called us to. We've got to be focused in school. We've got to be focused on our classes, on what God's called us to do. If the doctor's so concerned about the mechanic, I want to tell you something. He's going to be working on cars more than he is human bodies, vice versa. But if I'll focus on the things that I know God has called me to do. Because I am part of the body, but I'm not the whole body. Praise God that we're part of the body. And in that part of the body, we have a responsibility. We have a call from God to accomplish. And as all of the born-again believers around this world accomplish their part, it's going to come together one day in a beautiful puzzle. And we're all going to have part in it. Praise the Lord for that. So I plan on buying with a surrendered heart. That self-surrendered heart. Stepping back. Focusing on the things of God. Turning my heart away from all of this busyness and all of this stuff. 
See, God shut us down with COVID-19 for what? About a year and 9, 10, 11 months. And there's still some pop-ups here and there around the country with some of these strands of a virus. Boy, God knew how to shut us down. He knew how to get us um, not to be so busy, didn't he? How fast are we to get busy again? Away from the thing, I want to be busy. I want to be so busy in the kingdom work. I want us to be thinking, and I want our mindset to be so busy in the kingdom mentality. The word thirst here in the context means desperate. Let me read it like this. Everyone who is desperate. Desperate for what? Desperate for this water that God can give? We're desperate. We're thirsty. We're desperate for the things of heaven. Oh God, open up those windows of heaven. Oh God, open up those windows of heaven. Pour out love to us. Pour out mercy to us. Oh God, how desperate are we for the things of the kingdom? How desperate are we for? How desperate are we for? Come on, really, think about it. Am I desperate for a word from heaven? Or am I desperate to see if the Braves can actually do two? That was awesome. What was it, nine to nothing? I love that. That was awesome. I watched it, and it's like, oh, Jesus, don't let him get that guy on second base in. It's the last out. How desperate are we to win the game? How desperate are we to finish the race the way God's called us to finish it? How desperate are we to make sure our households stay intact? How desperate are we to keep the devil out so he can't come into our homes, steal, kill, and destroy? Now see, here's where I'm at. I want to take care of, oh, I wish I could take care of the whole world. I want to take care of my home. I want to take care of the very thing that God's called me to. I don't want the devil to come in and get involved in my marriage. I don't want him getting involved in your marriage either. But I have to work much harder on my own than I do everybody else's. Oh, I've got some advice for us, but I better listen to it myself first. Because I've got to make sure that I am receiving the word from heaven for myself and for my family, for my church, and we come together and we bring all this stuff together in obedience. There we have unity within the life of the church. Desperate for the things of God. Come, buy wine, milk without money, without cost. The whole context shows that the water, the wine, the milk are all symbols of spiritual blessings. Yes, we want the spiritual blessings. No silver or gold can buy the blessings which he is offering us right now. And I'm going to tell you something. I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts right now. I believe he's revealing to me, maybe I don't need to watch so much baseball. Is that a pretty good swing? Bam! Every time I do that in my mind, it goes right over center field. Go figure that one. I've never in my mind imagined this up to bat. I'm not bunting. I'm hitting home runs. Hey, I'm dreaming. And I'm dreaming big. What are your dreams, spiritually speaking? Have you got big dreams for your life? Have you got big dreams? We're not setting out to fail. I've never known anybody that said, yeah, my goal in life is just to fail. Yep, I'm just going to, I'm going to be bankrupt one day. That's my lifetime goal. No, that's not my goal. 
And if I don't want my gold to be in bankruptcy, I better learn to manage my pennies, my nickels, and my dimes, and my quarters right now. Because if we can learn to be faithful with a little, God can entrust us with much. Because if I can't be faithful with a little, I'll never be entrusted with much. I'll never be responsible with much if I can't be responsible with the little things in life. The little things in life, not arguing around breakfast time. Not allowing the sun to go down on our wrath. All right, I'll let, I'll, I already see some smiling. I'm not going to point anybody out. Go ahead and repent. It's all right. See, we take care of the small things. It's like, no, I don't have to insist on my own way to get myself out of a big situation. Being faithful with the little. Oh, God's going to give us much. Thirsty, desperate. Oh, I'm thirsty and I'm desperate for the things that come from heaven. How about you? I want to hear from God. I want to get a word from heaven. I want, I want to hear God say, come, follow me. Let's walk in this way. Let's walk in this pathway, in this direction. I was talking to somebody this week and we were just having fellowship together we were talking about the future that God has for all of us in the ministry it was just me and another minister basically talking and we got to talking about the roadmap of Abram God did not give a lot of details he didn't give a lot of details to Abram he said to him go from your father's house Yes, sir, we'll go from our father's house. He didn't tell him where he was going. He just said, go. I mean, get a hold of this. God says, okay, go. What are you waiting on? Go. Just get up and start going. Don't leave church yet. We're not dismissed yet. Restaurant isn't open anyway. So Abraham, he got up and he started walking. He started going. And God led him... I mean, my goodness, you look in Scripture, you can see the road map. He goes all the way around here, does a big circle here, comes all the way down here, does another circle here, goes all the way down to Egypt, turns around, comes all the way back up here, moves almost all the way back down to Egypt, comes all the way back up here. Where are you going in life? Man, I'm just following Jesus. I'm just following the direction of God. He told me to go. He told me. Here's what he told me. If you're going to ask Abram, he's, he's going to tell you, he told me he was going to make me. He was going to make me into a great nation. And out of me, and I'm only 80-some years old and I have no children yet, have no children yet, but out of me and my descendants, God's going to bless the whole world. Now that's faith. To keep going when the promise of God has not come to reality yet. I'm going to keep going. I'm thirsty. I'm still thirsty. This man walked in the desert. He knew what being thirsty was all about. Abram was thirsty. How about you? Are you thirsty for your own spiritual life? Are you thirsty? Are you desperate for your own family spirituality? Are you desperate? Are you hungry? Are you ready for heaven to pour out something so great to you that you could never contain it? What are you asking God for? What do we ask God for? Listen, listen. I, I love this part right here. Listen, listen. Twice he's telling me to listen. This must be important. He says, listen to me. 
Do you know what a prophet is? The prophet Isaiah, he's called a mouthpiece. That's what the prophets were called back in ancient days, a mouthpiece. He's the mouthpiece of God. He has surrendered himself to the point that God can use his mouth to speak the words of life into the church, to speak the words of life into the congregation of people who are hearing, who have listened, because see, he says right here, listen, listen to me. And eat what is good. You will delight in the richest affairs. Listen. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. That's why I got so stirred up in Sunday school this morning, Wesley. I had to start changing a few things. We were in 1 Thessalonians, a lot of it, chapter 4 talking about when Jesus comes back, how the dead in Christ are going to be risen up. Praise the Lord. I'm sitting there thinking, um, where do I want to be? I know I don't want to be in a graveyard at that time. I don't want to be standing there in a graveyard. Tombstones are going to go flying everywhere. Dirt, debris, and rocks going everywhere. We're going to be, hey, hey, Jesus is coming back. But it's the dead in Christ who are going to be risen up to life first. Then we who remain. You know what that tells me? The ones who are here still breathing are going to see it all. He's not going to hide one bit of it. I believe that's the true meaning of it. God wants us to see the second coming of Christ. He's going to blow that trumpet in that eastern skyline. Praise God. And all the dead in Christ are going to be risen. Then we who remain, Scripture says what? We will be called up to be with Him forever and ever. For how long? Forever and ever. I better go ahead and get my mind off of some of this other stuff that has my attention, that means absolutely nothing in this life or the life to come. Listen, listen. I love this. He says it over and over. Verse 6, he says this. Seek the Lord while he may be found. That gives me the impression that there's coming a day when the Lord's not going to be able to be found. That tells me there's going to come a time when the church doors are going to be permanently closed and it's not going to be because of COVID-19. That tells me that right now God has allowed an opportunity for those who are thirsty and desperate and who have their ears open to the things of God and who are desperate for God to pour out a word, to pour out a vision, to pour out a mission. Are we desperate for those things? Seek the Lord while he may be found, while he is near Oh, I believe that God is here right now speaking the heart because he's speaking to my heart. If he's speaking to my heart, oh God, oh God, I need to get my eyes off of some of this stuff. I need to get my eyes on to this. I need to turn away from this. I can seek the Lord. I can find him. Why? Because he's not hiding from us. You know the Lord's not lost. God's not lost. Jesus isn't lost. I may have lost my way at times in life, but he's not out there lost. We're not out there seeking for somebody who's lost. There are four verbs. If you'll watch in a speech, a sermon, whatever, if you're trying to come up with an awesome Sunday school lesson, look in your context for the verbs. We got four verbs that um, Isaiah brings out from heaven to us. One is seek. 
If I can find the verb in the passage of Scripture, I can find the story. If I can find the story, I can find something to talk about. I can find something in the Scripture right here through the verbs to preach about. So here's the verb, seek. How about this one? Number two, call. How about this one? Forsake. How about this one? Return. Now these are the four I find here in this Scripture right here. So these four verbs are a great model in how we all should respond to Jesus. This is how I should respond to Jesus. Is anybody brave enough to respond to Jesus today? Here's the way we respond to Jesus. One, we seek. And I just, I just went through this. We're not seeking someone who's lost. We're not seeking for our keys that we can't find. We're not seeking for ever what it is that we've lost. We're seeking for Jesus. And he can be found. He's not hard to find. If we're going to seek for Jesus, what are we really saying? I've got I to gotta get, get all this clutter out of my mind. I've got to get all of this trash away from my eyeballs. I've got to get all this stuff out of my ears because I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things. I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things that are not coming from heaven. I'm not desperate for that any longer. I'm not desperate, I'm not thirsty, I'm not hungry for the things of the world right now. I'm desperate, I'm thirsty, and I'm hungry for the things of heaven. Seek. What about call? Now the word call here is a great invitation from heaven. The whole chapter of Isaiah 55 is basically an invitation card to come be a part of something. Come be a part of something that God is involved in. That God has created for us. Forsake. Now if I'm going to be a part of this great call, this invitation, I've got to forsake and return Oh my goodness, what would it look like today if the worldwide church, the church, you know who the church is? It's made up of each and every one of us who are saved and born again of the Spirit of God and also all of those over in that country and all of those in that city and all of those in that state and all of those at that church right down the street who have made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of their lives. That's the church, not a denomination, not, not one little group. We get so focused sometimes on uh, just the Wesley Church. I was at the conference yesterday, and they're making some big changes, so hold on. I've got to hold on. I think it's all for the good. But why? Because we're living in a changing world. We're living in a changing world that is saying what used to work is not working any longer and we're going in this direction because we're seeing the work of God in this direction today and I'm proud of them for making those changes. As hard as it might be. As hard as it might be to accept. But God is moving. God is doing something. And I want to be a part of what God is doing because I'm, I'm desperate for that word from heaven. God, help us. Help us, oh God. Help us, O oh God, to seek. Help us, O oh God, in heaven to hear the call of God. Help us, O oh God, in heaven. Help us, O oh God, in heaven to forsake. Help us, O oh God, in heaven to return. Help us to return. What was it said in Revelation chapter 3? That we, are, we, we, we need to return to our first love, to that first moment. I got my eyes on Jesus, man, in December the 9th, 1993, Jesus saved me on that Thursday morning, early in that Thursday morning. 
my first love right here. That love, that, that feeling. And Jesus is calling us to remember that moment and to get back to that feeling, get back to that emotion, get back to that fire, get back to that desire. When I first met Jesus, but could, through the last 35 so many years, could, from all of that time, could some other things have built up in my life that have distracted me away from. So he says here, and he's teaching us here, in Isaiah 55, to return. Now here's what's going on in Israel. The people of Israel had forsaken God. They had walked away from God. They had turned away from God. They had turned to other things. They, had, um, they, they were moving towards the gods of Baal. They were moving towards and worshiping. They were living in adultery. They had forsaken the Ten Commandments. God raised up an army. He raised up an army to destroy his own people, to destroy the Jewish people. Now they're in slavery once again. Why? Because they weren't keeping their part of this covenant. They had forsaken. They had moved away. They gave their life to this or to that or that or this. That was not of God. Now he's speaking to a people, come, are you thirsty? Have you been in prison long enough? Have you been slave in slavery long enough? Have you been bound up with the chains of sin long enough? Are you desperate to get out of those chains? Are you desperate? Are you desperate to get out of the persecution from the armies that I rose up? God rose those armies up. And they defeated the Jewish people, not only did they defeat them, they decimated them completely. But God's not done with us yet. God's not done with us yet, and he calls out to a church even today, come to me, come to me, come to me. Are you thirsty? Are you desperate? Come to me. My mercy and my grace, my mercy and my grace, they're new every morning. Can you read it from Scripture? My mercies are new every morning. What is our part? We've got to come to Jesus. We've got to get these obstacles out of our ways because, oh my goodness, the world wants us to be so busy. The world wants us to be so busy. How does the devil kill, steal, and destroy? Does he come in with guns blazing? Well, he will if he gets an opportunity. He brings things into our lives that distract us away from the things that God is doing right now on this planet and in our lives. And in our churches, there's a great fight against the church from the devil. Why? Because God sent Jesus into the world, yes, to save the world. He also sent Jesus into the world to build a church. Now, if you were the enemy, wouldn't you fight the church? Wouldn't you try to knock out the cornerstone? Wouldn't you try to knock out the, the presence of the apostles and the prophets and the teachers and the evangelists and the teachers? Yes, if I were the enemy, if I were trying to defeat the church, I'd get rid of the apostles. I'd get rid of the prophets. I hear that there's no need for those today. Who said that? That came from the voice of... Is there any need for Jesus today in the church? Is there a need for Jesus in my life? And while we're here in this place of exile, God speaks out through the prophet. Come to me. 
all of you who are thirsty, what are you asking God for? What are we asking God for? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. What are you asking for? What are you imagining right now? According to his power that is at work within us. Huh. Have we ever really read that? Let me read it really slow. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, remember the word immeasurably, more than all we can ask or imagine. Remember those two words, ask and imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. So the power, the asking, the imagining, and the thought process, the power to make this stuff reality is already at work inside of us. Do you want to have a great marriage? Do you want to have a great career? Do you want to have a great church? Do you want to have a great relationship with your family and your children and your grandchildren? The power is already inside of your heart to make it happen. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power, his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Praise God that it worked for the generation before me. Praise God that it's working for this generation. Praise God that the power of Almighty God that works inside of my heart is able to accomplish God's will for us right now in this life. Praise God that the power that already works inside of us is strong enough and powerful enough for the generation to come behind us. Am I going to agree with everything the generation that comes behind us does in the life of the church? Absolutely not. But it's not my power, it's not my imagination, it's the mindset of Christ, and it is the power of God that's working in the church right now to make it happen. That'll set us free from all of the, the scribes and the Pharisees. They couldn't get away from this. They held on to the traditions of. Jesus came in and he didn't meet their traditions. They crucified him. But the power was still at work because the power has been planted in the life of those who are born again. And if we've been born again, not just of the flesh, but of the Spirit of God, the power of Almighty God is working for your family, for your church, for those relationships, for the raising up of these children. Praise the Lord for that. This is a call from God, Isaiah 55. This is a call from God to think the way He thinks. This is a call for us to live life the way He has taught us to live. Here's how Jesus dealt with a tough situation. Remember in Matthew chapter 4? The devil comes to Jesus when he's in the wilderness and he starts putting these obstacles in front of Jesus to get his mind off of the purpose that God has in store for his life. 
So the enemy puts an obstacle right there. He puts food in front of him. He puts power in front of him. And he tempts him. What does Jesus do in the midst of a tough situation? He quotes the word. He speaks the word. He speaks the word in truth. Because the devil spoke the word right to God, but he didn't speak the word to Jesus in truth. He spoke the word with perversion to Jesus, and Jesus turned and spoke the word back to him with holiness and righteousness. What did that devil do? He got out of town. What will the devil do when we start doing that in our home? He'll get out of that house. What will, he, what, what will happen in the church that starts crying out to God his word, confidence and faith in who Jesus is, Jesus is not going to allow his church to be defeated. There's a power inside of each and every one of us who are saved and who are born again to keep that devil outside those doors. I say to the leaders, to the men of the house, to the women of the house, don't let that devil inside of your space. Take care of that. Take care of that part that God has called you to. Don't you let that devil have your wife. Don't, don't you let the devil have your children. Don't let the devil have your husband. Don't you let the enemy, if you have to, get up in the morning and start crying out to God for her. Start crying out to God for him. If you have to, you do whatever you have to. You call upon the name of the Lord and you keep that devil out of your space. You keep that devil out of those, those, teenage, those teenage years and those teenagers we're trying to raise right now. Man, let's be the men that God's called us to be. They are going to be the men someday in their own homes. They're going to be the leaders in their own homes and the leaders in this church one day. They need to see men and women of God right now who will call upon the name of the Lord and cast those devils out of the midst. We don't have to argue. We don't have to fight. We don't have to bicker. We can speak the words of God right to that demonic power, right to that demonic influence. And that thing's going to get out of there just like he got away from Jesus in the wilderness. So back to the verbs. Seek. Attempt to find something. What are you attempting to find? I want to find Jesus in that situation. I want to find Jesus in that time. I want to find Jesus in that ministry. I want to find Jesus in that marriage. I want to find Jesus. I want to see the work of God in that life. Seek. He can be found right now. Call. A cry made as a, a summons or to attract someone, someone's attention. Forsake, abandon someone or something like sin, like an old habit, like this relationship, like that thing, like that habit. Return. Come back. To a place or person. Give, put, or send something back to a place or person. Returning to our Christian faith. Because when Jesus comes back, I want him to find faith on earth. I want him to find it right here in my life, in my house, in my church. Verse 10 and 11 from Isaiah chapter 50. If we could get the praise team to... Go ahead and prepare to come on back up, please. Verse 10 and 11 from Isaiah 55. 
the rain and the snow came down from the heavens and stayed on the ground to water the earth. They caused the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word, and God is speaking. It is the same with my word, God says to us. I send it out, and it always produces. Always here gives me hope and confidence that the people who are hearing the word preached today are getting it in their hearts, whether I see it or I don't see it. In the same way with my word, I send it out, and it always, praise the Lord, produces fruit. It will, I get more confidence here, it will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. So everywhere God's word is sent to, it will produce the fruit that God intended for it to produce. To be part of God's family, this is an invitation Let's stand up. This is an invitation that God has given us from Isaiah chapter 55. And he has that invitation and he gives it out to each and every one of us here today. To be part of an eternal family that does not have any end. And from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it was said like this according to the Lord's own word. And what did he say? He said, He let it be known, and he hath proclaimed it to us, that the dead in Christ are going to be risen, and we who remain are going to be called up to be with the Lord forever and ever. See, I did pay attention. And I hope with all my heart we're paying attention to the things that God is doing in our lives today. The altars are always open. Receive the great invitation that God has given to all of us today. Amen.